Good. Uh, so, for those of you who are joining us this week and weren't with us last week, and don't, know, don't yet know, you joined us in week two of a school of prayer, uh, and we're thinking about different topics and different ways in which we might pray uh, for people, uh, particularly for other people. Last week, Rachel spoke about how and why we pray, and that talk is available on the website. It's excellent. Highly recommend it to you. And this evening, as it says at the top of your worksheet there, we're thinking particularly about how and why we pray prophetically. Uh, now, I've actually been speaking about uh, the prophetic all day. I spoke to the two morning services at 9, 10.45 this morning. And when I was there, I said I was mostly focusing on the why this morning. And this evening, we're mostly focusing on the how. But looking around, there's quite a few of you who weren't here this morning. Uh, and so I'm just going to spend a couple of minutes just on the why, or at least a little of, of the why. And particularly of what I shared this morning, I go into in great, much greater detail, 35 minutes of it, um, uh, on the podcast. So you can have a listen to that in a later, uh, later stage. But I don't want to particularly miss all of that. And I'm just going to get us to read from Ezekiel 37. Uh, Ezekiel is sort of maybe two-thirds of the way through the Bible. It's 868 in your Bibles. I'm going to read Ezekiel 37, 1 to 10. I'm going to start reading and catch up when you find it. 868. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord, and sent me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me to and fro among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were dry. And he asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones, and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you, you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come breath from the four winds and breathe into these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied, as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Why have I read that passage? It's maybe one that you're very familiar with. It may not be one that you're familiar with at all. Here we have a prophecy being given to Ezekiel. And Ezekiel is called to speak out those words of prophecy. And as he speaks out those words of prophecy, what the Lord has called him to see is happening. 
Uh, I said uh, this morning uh, that I'm at the moment doing a, a master's dissertation on Matthew 18, 18. Matthew 18, 18 says, um, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. That's the NIV translation. A better translation is whatever you bind on earth will have been bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will have been loosed in heaven. It's exactly what Ezekiel is seeing here. He is loosing what the Lord has already shown him. The Lord has shown him in the prophetic what he's wanting to see. And he is loosing that amongst uh, the veins that he's seeing in this and that, for me, is the crux of what I was saying this morning, and as I say, I go into a lot more detail um, uh, this morning, um, in why the prophetic is so important. Because it is enabling us to do the prayer that we just prayed 30 seconds ago. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. To be able to see what God is doing, what God is wanting to do, and to pray that, and to see that work, Amongst us. And we can see that, I said this morning, in the world, we can see that in our church, we can see that in our own lives. But at the heart of it, first and foremost, is hearing and knowing God's voice. And I strongly believe that hearing God speak should be our expectation and not our exception. Jesus says in John 10, my sheep hear my voice, I know them. And they follow me. The only prerequisite we have for hearing God speak is to be his sheep. And those of you who have done uh, Living Free with me, uh, or will be here in the autumn term when we teach Living Free, uh, will have come, or will again come across this little exercise right at the top of page one of your worksheets. Uh, and if you've got a pen, you can do it in pen if you wish, but you can just do it in your head if you'd rather. I'd love for you to just for a moment write down on here, on a scale of 0 to 10, how regularly you think you hear God speak and how specific that is. So, if you know, uh, you hear the, Lord, the voice of the Lord say, go to the house on Straight Street and there you'll find a man called Paul, uh, Saul and pray for him and his scales will come from his eyes. That's pretty specific, isn't it, with Ananias in Acts 9. Uh, if it's more a general sense, it's not very specific. If it's not very often, you're more closer to the normal one. But if you're very often, it's number 10. Just get you to do that in your head for a moment. Now there is no harm in the fact that we, uh, I have, if you've done that before, um, uh, that you're doing it again. I do this relatively regularly. It is mostly an encouragement. Um, it's not always an encouragement because uh, actually hearing God's voice is mostly about turning everything else down about turning him up. And there are times in my life when I allow the noise uh, to overtake what the Lord is saying to me. And so I move down these scales sometimes as well as up them. But actually, the way that we grow in prophecy, the way that we grow in hearing God's voice, and we'll look at this, is to practice it. Um, and actually having these scales, reviewing ourselves on these scales is a really helpful thing. If you have a journal, uh, put these into it. If you don't have a journal, get a journal and then put them into it is my, is my strong advice. Why, why do we have the prophetic? There's all sorts of reasons why we have the prophetic. We looked at some of that uh, with Ezekiel a moment ago. Um, in scripture we have Revelation 19 tells us it's to glorify Jesus. It's the spirit of prophecy that bears testimony to Jesus. And Corinthians 14 tells us uh, that prophecy is to strengthen, to encourage and to comfort. It's important when we're listening to God that we recognise that we are engaging in a spiritual battle. 
told in scripture, aren't we? That we do not wage, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. We live in two realms at the same time. This spiritual realm, which is what we're entering to, engaging with when we're hearing God speak. It's important, therefore, when we come to listen to God, that we recognise that uh, and uh, that we engage with it. But as I prayed at the start of the service, it says in Scripture, the one who is in us is greater than the one who is in the world. We have nothing to fear about that battle, but we need to engage with it. How might we hear God speak? Now, there's a list here on the top of uh, page two. It is most definitely uh, not an exhaustive list. Uh, You will have seen this list before, uh, if you've done this with me before. It's not an exhaustive list. There's all sorts of ways uh, that God uh, speaks to us. Uh, uh, I shared, possibly here, possibly somewhere else, uh, about two weeks ago, uh, the Lord gently nudged me to cross the road and spoke to me really powerfully through a card uh, in the shop window, uh, through some words probably written by a spotty teenager from Luton uh, in the shop words of a, of a, of a, of a of a card, window, card shop, but the Lord spoke to me really powerfully through the words that were written on that card. The Lord can speak to us in so many different ways, but some of the most popular ways, more most common ways perhaps that we hear God speak is through seeing things. We might see pictures, we might see visions, some people see words uh, when the Lord uh, speaks to them. Uh, we might feel something. This often happens particularly in prayer ministry. Before a service, if we're praying, somebody might suddenly have a pain somewhere that they haven't experienced before. And that may well be God speaking to them about the fact that they want to do some healing work in that area. We might hear the voice of God. We might hear it audibly, as if like a loud voice. I would say that is rare, but it happens. It has happened uh, at least once, possibly twice uh, to me, I think. Certainly once. Uh, More commonly, we will hear this still, small voice. The voice that perhaps we don't necessarily know where it's come from. The the thought that we didn't know we thought we'd had, perhaps. Uh, We might know it. We might have a sudden conviction, know something in our knower. Uh, Or we might speak something out. I'm not giving examples of all of these, except um, for this one. Uh, Sam, we announced last week, Sam uh, is going to be uh, ordained vicar, uh, vicar, going off to train to be a vicar, and he had to go to a thing called a bishop's advisory panel. And I haven't actually asked whether yours was pleasant or horrible, but... um, very pleasant. Sam's was very pleasant. Mine was horrible. Um, um, mine was like the final episode of The Apprentice with the interviews, uh, and uh, one of them was in fact like Claude, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and asked me how long it was, to, uh, how, what time it was, and I said it was half seven, and he went, oh, half an hour to sharpen my claws, and walked <laughs> off. Uh, that was his exact words. Uh, so it was really not a very nice experience at all. And, um, and, I, and I sat in the interview with him, and I had read my paperwork really, really carefully, so I knew what my references had said, uh, what everything else about me was there. And, uh, and he said, your references speak of you as having a very formed and excellent theology of suffering. I'd love to hear it. Now, my references do not speak of a very excellent and fully formed theology of suffering. And in that moment, I did not have an excellent or fully formed theology of suffering at all. Uh, and 
he'd obviously mixed me up with someone else. He'd obviously read that in someone else's reference, obviously it was mine. But what he don't say in that interview setting is, terribly sorry, I think you've got me wrong. Uh, it's actually the other guy, that, that guy or that girl over there, they've got that theology. I don't. No, you don't say that. Uh, and so I said, Lord, help. And out of my mouth came four or five sentences, which most definitely were not from me. Uh, they were most definitely the Lord speaking through me in that moment. And I know that because I, A, don't know what I said, um, uh, and B, had no idea where it had come from. It weren't, they weren't thoughts that I had. It was the Lord speaking, using my mouthpiece in that moment, speaking out something of me. That might happen. Uh, it happens less often, but it's, uh, it's an example of what might happen. The Lord often, and more often perhaps, I think, speaks through Scripture. Uh, and what I'd love for us to do is to do another exercise, doing a few of these tonight, I hope you're getting, uh, getting comfortable with them. Can you turn in your Bible to Psalm 23, please? It's a psalm I'm sure you will know well. It is on page 555, 555 in your Bibles. I might be able to put it on the screen, but it's in very small print, so you're better to have it in a physical Bible in front of you. And actually, I don't think I can put it on the screen. So it doesn't matter. Let's see whether I can. There we go. And small print on the screen as well. Um, what I'd love you to do is to have that open in front of you, but not look at it for the moment. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do a listening exercise with you. Again, those of you who have done um, hearing God's voice from me as part of Living Free will have done this before. But at the end of it, uh, what we're going to do is just sit with this passage of Scripture and ask the Lord to speak to us through it. And as we do that, we will ask the Lord to highlight something within this psalm. It's a psalm we know well, it's a psalm we often sing, it's a psalm we all know well, but he can and does use scripture, his always words, to give us a now word. So we're going to ask him to highlight something within scripture that's particularly for us uh, this evening. You're not going to have to share this with anybody, it's just, uh, it's just for you uh, on this exercise. Uh, so, uh, trust me, uh, if you will, will you close your eyes with me for a moment? Um, there's nothing magical in closing your eyes, it's just to help us uh, be less distracted. And I'm going to be quiet in a second, and as I do, I'd love for you to try and listen for any noises that go on outside of this building. Uh, so nothing in the building should be listening to you, just listening to what's going on outside of this building. I'll shut up for a minute. few vibrations and things then, but um, that's okay. Right now I'm going to try and block out the noise that's outside the building. With a, if more comes, that's fine. Just listen to the noise inside the building. So it might be a phone, uh, it might be a clock ticking, uh, it might be uh, other people, um, uh, whatever is going on around us. 
that we might hear and listen to those noises. Try to block out any noises that are outside of the building for a moment. Okay, now you've um, listened to the noises in the room and try to listen, block those out and just listen to the noises of yourself. It might be your own breathing, it might be, uh, if you've got a watch on, it might be your watch ticking, uh, whatever noises you are making, but try to block out the noises elsewhere. Now with um, Psalm 23 open in front of you, uh, we're going to try to block out those noises as well alongside the noise in the room and the noise outside. And reread um, Lord's, read Psalm 23 to ourselves in the quiet and ask the Lord to speak to us afresh through it. So we praise you for your presence. We bind up anything of the evil one. And we say, speak Lord, for your servants are listening. Just read through that psalm together. Yeah, because it's so good. Mm -hmm. Oh, where am I? 
Okay. That was an, an example of an exercise that you can do in order to try to hear God speak through his scriptures. And I really encourage you to spend time in the quiet listening to the Lord uh, with his word. Because in order to hear his voice, we need to know his voice. We need to know what he said in the past. We need to listen to him. Uh, there's a, another exercise uh, here, which is exercise two on your worksheets. Uh, Devita, would you join me for a minute? I've not told her I'm going to do this, although she probably knows. This is an exercise that Devita really loves to do. Um, in a moment or two, what I'm going to get you to do is to stand up and find somebody that you don't know. And then we're going to ask the Lord to speak to us. Now, on your pieces of the paper on page two, there are... 10 verses of scripture. Uh, all of these are promises of God. All of them are true of all of the people in the room provided you call Jesus Lord. Uh, and what I'd love you to do is to stand opposite someone, just as I am to be to here, and then I will pray and say, Lord, will you speak? And, I, and then uh, we will look at these and we will go, Devita, I think the Lord wants to give you number four for today. And Devita will say, Adam, I think the Lord wants to give you number whatever today. And then we'll find someone else and we'll do it again. You can sit down again, thanks to me. That wasn't too terrifying, was it? I didn't make you do it, see? Uh, we'll do that in a minute. Why are we doing this? Well, all of these things are true of all of us. Every single one of them is true of all of the people in the room where you call Jesus Lord. And the point of this exercise is to give us the confidence to share the truth of God's word with one another. So it doesn't matter... If you sat there and go, ah, not sure which one actually, because the reality is all of them are true about all of us. Does that make sense? The point of the exercise isn't necessarily around hearing God's voice, although it may well do that. The point of the exercise is in building our confidence in sharing with one another. Does that make sense? Happy? Good? Will you stand? Good. Now, will you find somebody you potentially didn't come with? Uh, or don't go as well? Please, <coughs> thanks. It's not scary, I promise. Really, really not. Uh, well, Lord Jesus, we pray that you would be with us in this space as we pray and uh, that you would speak to us. Lord, your servants are listening. Come. We're going to do this a few times. So just as soon as you feel able, share with the person next to you. Doesn't need to take uh, overly long. If you've done that, find someone else. Do it again. We'll do it three times. So, so find someone else. Do it again. Right. Hello. Uh, 
And when you've done that a second time, find a third person. Or fourth person if you've been really speedy. Or sixth person if you're really, really speedy. If you prayed with three people, you can go back. Three was the number. It's not a magical number, although it is the number of the Trinity, so it's a good number. some people in the room, uh, the specificity of it might have been uh, important. So it may be that you've, um, that you've spoken something, just as it may be that something within Psalm 23 uh, was particularly spoke to one or two of us uh, this evening, uh, whatever that was. Uh, God does want to speak to us specifically. We see this in scripture. I quoted one of them earlier, um, you know, Acts 9, telling Ananias uh, to go to the house of Saul in Tarsus telling him exactly where, where it is. Uh, we see that in Acts 8, we see it in 1 Samuel, we see it throughout Scripture, God speaking specifically. Uh, and if we hear the Lord, and it passes the test, which we'll come to in a moment, uh, we are called to share that with other people. Forgive me for those of you in the room who have heard this story before, uh, but a little while ago I was in London on a tube, uh, and a man opposite me, uh, there was a man sat opposite me, and the Lord gave me a really specific word to share with him. And I'd love to say uh, that I got up, sat next to him and said, here is what I believe the Lord has said to you. I didn't. I said, I don't want to do that. Thank you, God. Could you send someone else? Thank you. Uh, and um, what happened over the next 20 minutes, half an hour on this busy commuter train at five o'clock in the afternoon is that everyone else on the train got off, apart from me and this man. 
uh, and, uh, uh, and there was just as left with one stop left to go. And eventually I went to him and said, oh, excuse me, I think there's a very specific thing that the Lord has given me to possibly, possibly maybe show. It's very strange, but nothing <laughs> The Lord does good us sometimes things that he wants us to share with others so that we can uh, bless them, so that he can reach them as he did with that man on that tube. Um, something of that. Uh, and if you uh, do a discipleship year here with us uh, in, in the future, we'll be doing something called treasure hunting, something whereby we uh, ask the Lord, Lord, what are you doing? What do you want to say to people? Give, asking him to give us pictures of people that he wants us to go and talk to and share with about it. It is good when we share his word with others. It will bring people to him. And to be specific, we can ask questions. I've put some of them here on, on the page. Uh, what's going on in a situation? Uh, what are you saying to me in this situation? One of the people I respect most um, was an old lecturer at my theological college. And at the time when I first met him, I was the administrator in, in a church nearby, asked to fill a rota over the summer. Uh, and I phoned him and I said, will you come and preach to us over the summer at this church that I was the administrator of? Uh, and he said, uh, I'll phone you back. And that was quite annoying because what I wanted him to say was, yes, I'll do these dates. But he said, I'll phone you back. So anyway, he phoned me back about half an hour later and he said, I prayed and the Lord has given me permission to come and speak to you. So yes, I will. And one of the reasons I love him is because he inquired first of the Lord before he said yes. Uh, to a request. I'm a people pleaser uh, and so I often say yes to stuff. I'm trying better to say, Lord, do you want me to do this or are you asking me not uh, to do it? Equally with evangelism, Lord, what do you want me to say to this person? What do you not want me to, to say? We can, the prophecy will begin with revelation, but then we can ask, Lord, what do you mean by this? But it's important that we test it. And the fundamental test uh, that we must do with anything that we hear whether or not it, uh, it contradicts this always word. Because his now word, the thing that we hear from him, can never contradict his always word. There is no exception to this. And it's why reading this is so important, because we will get to know his voice if we read his word. We will know what he says in scripture, what he doesn't say in scripture. Does it strengthen, does it encourage, does it comfort those words uh, from the beginning? And then the reality is to grow in this is we need to practice it. We need to give God the time. I said a little earlier, hearing God speak, it's not about turning him up. It's about turning everything else down. And so giving us the space and the time, giving God the space and the time to hear his voice. So uh, we're going to do that. We're going to sing, in fact. So Sam, I wonder if you would uh, come back and lead us. I wonder if you'll stand with me. I'm going to pray for us as we do that.